Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information, or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. I came that they might have life, and have life in abundance. Jesus speaks these words in the Gospel of John to bring clarity to his primary purpose. God became human in the person of Jesus Christ, not to give a moral law, not to scold, not to punish. I came Jesus said that they might have life. The gospel is about life. The Bible is about life. Salvation is about eternal life. In today's reading from Deuteronomy, Moses pleads with the people of Israel, choose life, meaning that the whole point of today's reading is to remind us of that foundational truth upon which our faith rests, namely that God loves us and that what God offers us is nothing less than God's life. And this life, Moses reminds us today, it isn't hard and it's not very far away. In fact, so very near to us is this life that if we're not paying attention, it's very easy to miss. The word is near to you. It is in your mouth and it is in your heart. But of course, to understand these words from today's reading, it does help to know a little bit about the context in which they were written and more specifically to know that these words were written to refute a religious myth that just about every ancient culture believed and that the people of Israel were susceptible to believing, namely that only the gods hold the key to eternal life, but they don't just give out eternal life for nothing. The gods are hard to find. They live up in heaven or beyond the sea, and they award life only to those bold enough to risk everything and embark on a great, dangerous quest. People who either steal life from the gods or else people who make a heroic sacrifice and who are then awarded life in return. And that's why every culture in antiquity had its myth of the daring hero, a mythic MacGyver-like figure who had taken the gods to task and done something dangerous and heroic to secure life for himself. A few of these mythic heroes would build a tower to the sky. In other stories, they'd cross a great sea and wrestle life from the gods. But the logic that drove this myth, the thread that tied them together, was that something as precious as eternal life had to be earned. And it's precisely this thinking 
that Moses seeks to correct today. Look, he says, the life that God offers isn't hard, and it's not far away. You don't have to climb to heaven to get it, nor do you have to risk your life crossing the sea. No, he says, but the life of God is very near. So near, in fact, that if we're preoccupied with being heroic or trying to prove ourselves worthy in the eyes of God as we seek to obtain it, we're very likely to miss what's right in front of us. But of course, isn't it the easiest things in life that we often find are the hardest to embrace? There is a wonderful story from 2 Kings about a guy by the name of Naaman, a Syrian general who was diagnosed with leprosy. Naaman is very desperate for a cure. And so when he learns that the God of Israel can heal, Naaman, he sets out on one of those epic heroic quests to win back his life from the God of Israel. In other words, Naaman is following the pattern of the ancient myth. And this quest takes him to the doorstep of the prophet Elisha. But Elisha doesn't even answer the door. He sends out his intern to tell Naaman that if he but washes in the Jordan River seven times, that he will be healed. Well, upon hearing this, Naaman is absolutely furious. You see, he's a great general. He's a prominent man, and he came ready to do something bold and dangerous and heroic. Metaphorically speaking, Naaman was ready to climb to heaven or to cross the sea and prove himself worthy of being healed. But to be asked to do something as simple as wash in the Jordan, in other words, to just receive a new life from God as a gift, Naaman thought it was a joke. For he was so conditioned to thinking, he had to earn it. And isn't it this aspect of Christianity that we find confounding? That we do not deserve the salvation we've been given, and yet the gift has been given nonetheless? And that the people who have hurt us, and people who have done real injury to this world, that they do not deserve the salvation they've been given, and yet God is pleased to call them children. I mean, isn't there something just a little unsettling about it? That the most courageous thing we can do is at the same time the simplest thing, and that's choose the eternal life that God has offered and then live a life of gratitude and peace in response. And so I want to be clear, faith in God is not about trying harder. It's not about being heroic. It's not about conforming our behavior to some abstract moral law. And I do acknowledge that on the surface it might seem like Jesus says the opposite in today's gospel, like Jesus is doubling down on the law and suggesting that the real Christians are the ones who try harder than everyone else to keep that law. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off, he says. 
and throw it away. And so here's where I stand on that. I take these words very seriously. If you believe that your hand or your foot or your eye is what causes you to sin, my pastoral advice is to go see a surgeon and to have those parts of your body removed. I'll even come see you in the hospital. We can set up a meal train. But of course, that reading of today's gospel would be absolutely absurd. And lest we forget that our Lord was capable of being ironic, let's remember what he says in Matthew chapter 15, verse 19, that it's not the hand or the foot or the eye that causes people to sin, but the heart. For it is out of the heart, Jesus says, that anger, deceit, jealousy, pride, and all other manner of evil spring forth. And for very obvious reasons, we cannot remove our heart. Meaning that the only hope we have for living out the deep change that Jesus invites us to today is the healing of our heart. For the heart to know the love and grace of God and for the heart to experience the ever nearness of God. For us to know that we don't have to be a hero to receive what God's offer, to know that God's life is available every day, every breath, every moment. And this life is given not because we are worthy. That's the ancient myth. No, God gives us life because God is good. And the most transformative thing we can do in this life we have been given to live is to receive the life that God offers and to receive the love that God offers, for that is the only way we can offer life and love to the people in our lives. We can only give what we have received. Karl Barth was one of the most prolific writers of the 20th century. He's also among my favorite theologians, but he used to talk about a reoccurring dream that he had, where he would see himself arriving at the pearly gates, pulling one of those little red wagons like children tend to play with. And in that wagon, in this reoccurring dream he had, was every word he had ever written about God, all stacked together very neatly in piles. And this is how he interpreted that dream, what he thought it meant. Namely, that all of his knowledge and all of his heroic efforts as a systematic theologian over the course of his career, every word that he had ever written, anything he had ever done for God, that it was all child's play when compared to the immeasurable gift of God's grace and God's life. And so it is with any effort we exert in our desire to serve God, our virtue, our good deeds, our heroic acts, our sacrificial gestures, all wonderful and appropriate for the people of God. But at the same time, child's play, cute adornment for our little red wagon 
When compared, when compared with the heroic quest undertaken, not by us, but by Jesus Christ to save and redeem this world. And at the end of the day, that is the difference between this ancient myth and the gospel. The myth says that we must climb up to heaven. The gospel says Jesus climbed down. The myth says we have to steal life from the gods. The gospel said that God was pleased to give us life as a gift. The myth would have us focus on some sacrifice that we make, but the gospel is about a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice that Jesus makes so that abundance and life might be ours for eternity. My friends, there is no such thing as an ordinary moment. Every day, every second, every breath comes to us as a gift. And that life we are told today is so close, it is so near that if we are not paying attention or if we're lost in some fantasy about being a spiritual hero, it's very possible we will miss it. The word is very near to you. It is in your mouth, and it is in your heart. And so as Moses told his people, so I say unto you, choose life. Amen.